This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode, I am interviewing one of my really good friends, Shelly. She is a full-time photographer here in New York City, so she made the leap earlier this year to go full-time to focus on her own business, and I am so proud of her for that and we talk a lot about that kind of the steps to get to starting your own business and when it's time to quit your job and focus on your side hustle I guess full-time and also not to be ashamed of having a part-time job while you are having a side hustle because she does have a part-time job um, just for that extra income for the steady income because Honestly, I feel like so many people talk about all the glamorous things about being an entrepreneur, all the glamorous things of quitting your job and going on your own. And I mean, yes, it is very, 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 very rewarding, but it's challenging. And especially when money is not steady and consistent, like it's very, very challenging. And when you're in an expensive city like New York. So we talk all about that in this podcast and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. This podcast is going to be a good one. And I also wanted to thank the reviewer of the week. So I always like just giving a quick shout out to someone who reviewed the podcast because it really does mean a lot to me and it's something that I don't ever want to take for granted. So I am going to shout out the reviewer of the week. And if you guys ever leave a five-star review or a review, please DM it to me so I can personally thank you guys. This reviewer is from Jalen and she says, I've been watching Natalie's YouTube videos for a while now and I love how relatable and real she truly is. Her podcast is amazing and she brings on people who are also real and relatable like her. Thank you for being you. That is so sweet because definitely want to come across as someone just like you guys and I think it's not like, oh, I'm gonna try to come across that way. It's like, I just never want it to be like oh, I'm a cool person because I do YouTube. Like, I just, or have a podcast. Like, I I don't know. I feel like those things literally anyone can do and anyone can have a podcast and anyone can have a YouTube channel. So I don't ever want it to be like I'm an unrelatable figure, I guess, if that makes sense. Let me know if you guys are getting what I'm saying because literally whenever I meet you guys, I just like want to be your friend right away and like hang out and go grab coffee with you because I feel like we're just like exactly this. Do you hear that? Do you hear the siren or not the siren the horn <laughs> i'm in new york city guys um but yeah i always just want to be your friend like right then and there so 
thank you guys so much for reviewing my podcast. It means so much to me. And before I ramble even more, because I am trying to make these intros shorter, so let me know if you guys like them. And also let me know who you want me to interview next or like what type of person you want me to interview next, like a specific job, anything like that. Um, DM it to me, slide into my DMs and let me know. But thank you guys so much for listening. And now let's get into the video. Not the video, the podcast. Guys, I've been doing this for so long and I still say get into the video. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi, Shelly. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. We are just going to jump right into setting the record straight. So this is where I say a bunch of assumptions or stereotypes and you, based on your experiences, tell me if they're true, false, or kind of your take on it. All right. Awesome. So New York City is the best place to be a photographer. Um, I'd say it's a great place to be. I wouldn't say it's for everyone. It really depends what type of genre you want to shoot in. But it's definitely a very good place to be in just because there's so many people from around the world that come in to New York and you get the city. You can also like there's nature around New York. Mm -hmm. So it's very diverse. Yeah. You have so much free time now that you are freelance. Um, This is false. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It honestly depends how you make your schedule and if you stick to it or not. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm always working, whether it's like being on Instagram. I mean, a lot of people don't assume that that's part of your job. It it really is. is. (laughs) Especially, I mean, like you understand you're a YouTuber and influencer. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm constantly working like right from when I wake up. I'm always checking my emails on my phone. Yeah. So it's very hard to schedule personal time, especially being a photographer. My weekends are mostly shooting unless I like plan out my plans with my friends or like my family, then most of the time I'm still working in some type of way. If you have a, let's say like a dinner date or time with friends, like you were just going to go get lunch, but then someone wants to shoot that day. Mm -hmm. Do you say like, no, sorry, I can't shoot. Or do you take the shoot? Um, Reschedule. It depends. I will try to push them to schedule like a different time or different day. Yeah. But if they really can't reschedule at any other time, then I will take the shoot. Yeah. No, I mean, that's so hard because it's like, (laughs) how are you turning down business? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You also kind of want to have a personal life too. Yeah. You need to have a lot of connections before going freelance. Um, I'd say yes. It's definitely very helpful. Um, if you don't have that many connections, I'd say definitely build on the ones that you do have. Yeah. Um, it, ju- it just makes getting gigs easier for you. And yeah. Just marketing purposes. And working for yourself is a lot easier than working for someone else. This is false. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think working for someone is a lot easier than working for yourself just because you ha- if you have a boss, like they're telling you what to do. You yeah. have a work schedule. If you're working for yourself, it's all on you. It's all on you. Exactly. So like you can wake up and not do anything that whole day, but then you're not going to succeed. Exactly. And get any work done. I know. I'm interested to hear your routine. So I'm glad we're going to go into that. (laughs) But first, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how, where you grew up, who you are, how you got into photography, just a little spiel about you. Yeah. Um, So I was born in New York, actually. 
Um, I grew up in Brooklyn till I was about six, and then I didn't I, know that. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm a true New Yorker. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was born here, and then I grew up in Jersey, like in the suburbs, but only like 45 minutes away from New York. So I always grew up coming back into the mm-hmm. city. I also had, I still have family in Brooklyn, like in the house that I grew up in. Aww. So I'm always in and out of New York. But yeah, I grew up. Went to high school in New Jersey, and then I went to college in New York, and I moved back here. So <laughs> yeah, awesome. And what did you major in at school? I went to Pace University in New York. Um, I majored in arts and entertainment management and minored in graphic design. Oh, nice. And how did you get into photography? So when were you, I guess, picking up a camera, buying your first camera? Um, So I was always interested in taking photos and just being artistic in general. I grew up drawing and making art. I was a competitive dancer my entire life. I asked for a camera for Christmas, my sophomore year of college. Oh, so this was in college. Yeah, I started actually pretty late. I asked for the camera for Christmas. I actually wanted it for making YouTube videos. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I ended up never doing that. But I started photography with just shooting around with my friends around the city and then um, a lot of dancers. Since I grew up dancing my entire life, I I knew a lot of people that knew how to be in front of the camera and like perform and everything. So I grew up doing that. Nice. And when you first got your first camera and you were shooting around with friends, when did you realize that you can start charging people and kind of making this a business? Um, I realized once people started asking me to shoot, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really think that this would turn into a business or anything like that. But once I just had people reaching out, just like friends, yeah, friends, um, like asking for headshots or like lifestyle shots or like even just like portraits for like yeah. sweet 16s or events and stuff like that but yeah I started charging once people started asking me and it wasn't that far from like when I started once I started shooting I did it a lot so I got a lot of practice I'm self-taught and everything but um yeah I think I started charging people probably like within a year or even wow, that's awesome. less than like when I first started. That's awesome. And when you started charging people and you realized that this was a business kind of, what were your, I guess, what was your process? Like you first got your camera, you people started asking you, you figured out you could start charging. Like when did you realize that you could kind of go full time with this? I mean, I started doing this full time in January. So just yeah. a few months ago, but I went around with a lot of jobs after graduating college. I had a very hard time finding a job after college just because like I knew myself, I didn't want to get a job that I didn't like. Yeah. So I just bounced around a lot. I did jobs with like social media or like event planning and stuff like that. And then I realized that I could go full time once I had enough business. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was only doing it as a side hustle for probably like two years. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That's so much shorter than so many people. Yeah. Everything went like very fast because I actually, the reason that I started it full time was because I had a job that I really hated. (laughs) That will push you to work so hard when you don't want to be somewhere and you know you could be somewhere else if you just try worked a little harder like that is the number one motivator yeah like I was already doing it on the side 
and I was still living at home. So this was in 2000, like the end of 2018. And 2018 was kind of like a rough year career rise, Mm -hmm. just because I, most jobs that I had, like I wasn't fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to leave that one job I had. (laughs) And then that was like probably November, December. And Mm -hmm. then December hit, I like announced on my website and like my Instagram that I was doing packages for like Christmas cards just yeah. to, like I wanted to put out like some type of discount so I could see like how many clients would actually reach out to me and like want to shoot. And this was kind of like the test round of me going full time because mm-hmm. I was still at my other job. But once like I realized that I could kind of make this as a full time gig if I really like put my heart into it and really worked hard. Um, I wanted to quit <laughs> like right away. <laughs> I do not blame you at all. Yes. I've been there. I understand. <laughs> so December was like, I had like, I guess about a month of me just like trying to do everything very fast mm-hmm. and like get my website. I filed for, um, my trade name and oh, nice. like became a sole proprietor and like did all that stuff. <laughs> So I was official, um, and then I was also looking for apartments then, and it was my first time moving out of my parents' house, like, besides college yeah. and dorming. 2019 was, like, a very transitional period for me. Yeah. So it was all very fast, and I got apartment, like, within two weeks. Oh my gosh. And then I moved, and I was like, I'm going to do this full time <laughs> and just go amazing. for it. That's the best, though, because you cannot fail. You know, like you yeah. have no option. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not going to. I feel like it's a lot of a big mindset thing. Mm-hmm. And if you know, okay, I have to do this. Like I don't have a backup plan. I'm not getting a paycheck every week. Yeah. Or every other week or every month or whatever it is. Like you're not having anything reliable anymore, which is scary. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor, Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. There's no BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body, which is so important to me. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription, and they'll deliver exactly what you need and when you need it. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, and most companies don't say what's in their products, which honestly to me is kind of scary. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. And it's founded by women for women. So do good with your purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters all across the United States, which is so amazing. And I love supporting a company that does that. I love that they deliver right to your door and also you can customize the subscription. So I build my tampon box exactly how I want it. So I'll do a couple light, a little more mediums, and some super heavy. And it's exactly how I want my tampon box to be delivered. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter real real when you subscribe. And real real is spelled just like the podcast, R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, but definitely. I think you did it really, really smart. What what you did was smart because you have those packages, like the monthly packages, which mm-hmm. I personally have not seen before. So how did you come up to do that too? Or like talk about that, like yeah. blogger packages. Um, So I started doing that probably around like January, February. I knew I wanted to do some type of monthly like package for yeah. bloggers or like entrepreneurs or people that needed photos frequently. Um, just because like I knew how important it was for people with those types of jobs and I knew I could find clients that would want it. Mm-hmm. So 
Like, I already knew going in that people would get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has that been, so. you think, something that's really made it stand out more? or I think so, yeah. It's also helped with me knowing that I have some type of steady income. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it is so a little have, more reliable. Yeah, I have a contract with my monthly clients, for, and it, they have to book with me for at least three months, mm-hmm. and then the contract renews, or like if they want longer, then yeah. they can do longer. I love talking about business logistics because I feel like people talk about business a lot and not they don't get into details. So it's still mm-hmm. very vague. So how once you became sole proprietor, you established your business, how did you come up with contracts? Like who did you did you just look them up online? Did you write them yourself? I'm yes. like fascinated about I Googled a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most of it was just me researching a ton like looking at other photographers contracts mm-hmm. and yeah it did was you, hard <laughs> did you have someone write them for you or no, I you didn't them? so I actually bought a contract when I first started just so I could go off of it and yeah. just like put in my specific details into the contract that's mainly like what I go off of I try to like simplify it so it's like not a million words yeah <laughs> just because like when I give clients contracts like oh like if it's like a million pages they're gonna yeah. be like what is this yeah yeah <laughs> And you built your website on Squarespace, right? Yes. And did you do that all by yourself? Did you hire anyone or has no, this all I didn't. been you? So I was I was obviously like on a budget when I first yeah. started. Um, but I like designing and like graphic design in general. So I really wanted it to be like my own and um, Squarespace looked like the most simple mm-hmm. platform for me to build a website. It's very customizable. Totally. So it was pretty easy for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know any coding or anything, so yeah, it's a very good yeah <laughs> platform to start off on. And what was the feedback that you got when you did go full time? Um, it was very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like my friends and family knew how unhappy I was with my other jobs. They knew that like once I'm determined, like I know. What were you doing before? Um, so the job that I previously had before going full time, I was a social media coordinator and like event coordinator helper person um for a fitness studio gotcha and that did you just not like working for someone else did you not like just social media stuff or um I actually liked like the specific tasks that I was doing but it was honestly the person I was working for that I didn't like yeah (laughs) you don't have to trash them it's okay (laughs) no that makes sense it just didn't flow with like what I wanted to do and I didn't have as much control creatively and I wasn't proud of like what I was putting out because of the restrictions that I had. Yeah, that's always hard when you're a creative person and you work for someone else that's creative because you guys could have completely different Mm -hmm. opinions and when you are working for someone else, your job is to make them happy and your job is to do what they want you to do (laughs) and if you're creative and you literally hate what you're doing mm-hmm. it's hard because you're like I know that this could be better but exactly <laughs> but they your boss doesn't want it to be yeah. I know I have a friend who does that she does social media and it's really hard for her because her boss wants her to do one thing and she's like but this looks horrible and yeah. I know what would look better but I always tell her I'm like you have to do what your boss says though like mm-hmm. I, it sucks but like yeah. they're the ones paying you exactly. and I feel like that's what makes people really unhappy because mm-hmm. they know that they could be doing something better and actually using their creativity yeah and they're not so <laughs> I completely get that and what were some of what was your dream job actually before because you started photography sophomore year so yeah 
going into college, what did you think you were going to do afterwards? So, um, well, I majored in arts and entertainment management, so I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Okay. I mean, I still kind of am in it. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to work with some type of dance company. Yeah. Or a music like festival company. So, have you worked for one yet? I have you. I've interned for a bunch, but none of them were paid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's like typical like New York City. Yeah. And also like in the entertainment industry, it's very hard to find a paid internship just because everyone. It's free. I know. <laughs> I, I hate credit. that. I hate that. I know. Especially for a worst. place like New York where it's so expensive to live. Yeah. I think that should be illegal. I don't know. I just it should feel, be illegal. I don't understand how that's legal. Like, I know it's school credit, but where mm-hmm. I feel like this is totally off topic, but I feel like when you do things just for school credit and you don't pay people, you're automatically assuming that, oh, their parents will pay for their apartment or their parents because mm-hmm. where where are you going to live? Where are you going to – unless you live already exactly. in the city or you have parents that live near New York City mm-hmm. – someone's gonna have to pay for your rent and when you're working full-time and you're not getting paid it's not you Mm -hmm. so it's just automatically giving those internships to people that already have a lot of money and I don't know I just think that's kind of messed up so that's my two cents on it (laughs) yeah I was lucky enough that like my hometown is pretty close to New York so I could just commute but if you're from another state and you want an internship in New York I mean good luck Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's so I think it should be illegal to not pay people. But anyways. I completely agree. That's not on the topic of this podcast, but that's okay. Anyways, back to photography. What were some of your biggest fears, I guess, going freelance? Um, Definitely the financial side. Yeah. Just because, um, I mean, I knew, like, I needed to have some type of, like, backup plan in case, like, I'm not making enough money, Mm -hmm. like, when I first start. So, like. Um, I started this right when I moved away, so it was a very yeah, not stressful only time period. Not getting a paycheck, you now are paying rent. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I already knew off the bat that like I needed to find some type of part-time job, like mm-hmm. just to make extra cash on the side to put away for rent or like mm-hmm. utilities or groceries. Um, but what part-time job did you get? I work at a yoga studio. I still work oh, there. Oh, okay. But um, I I just do the front desk there. But, like, while I'm there, I can also edit, which is super nice. nice. Yeah. Um, I think that's something people should realize. That I feel like people a lot of times don't want to work part-time somewhere, like yeah. at a retail place or restaurant or whatever. But there is zero shame in doing that while you're working on your own business. And yeah. also, I think it's so smart. Because you have that extra cash, even if it's just extra spending money. Yeah. You have that. And if you mm-hmm. really feel like you can quit, then just quit. But I don't know. I, I feel like some people are like, oh, I don't want to work there. But there's yeah. nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. I don't know. And it gives you more flexibility with your hours. It does. Yeah. Too. I know. Like when I first moved, I was looking for a job with flexible hours and also one like at night mm-hmm. and a job that I could work like not on the weekends because yeah. I know a lot of jobs are like even if you're working in retail or like yeah. at a restaurant or something they require you to work weekends yeah and I shoot mostly on the weekends so I know because <laughs> most people work like nine to five or yeah. so the weekends they're free or they're doing yeah I mm-hmm. totally get that so <laughs> that's awesome that you have that 
to have that like extra security blanket. Yeah. And also you really are into yoga. So <laughs> that's good that you're actually getting something <laughs> beneficial from it too. Yeah. And I also shoot for them monthly too. So it's oh, very nice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And what is a typical day in your life? So take us through your morning to your night routine. All right. So it's different depending if I have a shoot day or if I'm just working All right, from do, my laptop. Let's do both. Yeah. So on shoot days, um, if I have a morning shoot, I wake up really early because um, I like to shoot probably like most most of the time around 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, we shot today, by the way, at 830 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and last time we shot at like seven in the morning. Oh my gosh, so early. <laughs> horrible but yeah my commute into the city so I live in Hoboken New Jersey which is like right across the water from New York City but most of my commute is me from walking from my apartment to the train station the train station and the train ride is only like 10 minutes into the city but yeah I have to wake up really early if I have a super early morning shoot what time did you wake up today Um, today I woke up at six okay yeah but it was also very easy to get here because I didn't have to take a subway. Like I just took oh, the, path the path train right okay. in and I just walked. Nice. But yeah, if I do have to take a subway, my commute's probably like an hour and a half most of the time to a shoot. Oh my gosh. Why is it so far? Maybe. Where are most of your shoots? Um, I shoot a lot in Dumbo. So okay. I mean, I always get there a little bit early. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I put in like the extra time in my commuting. Yeah. But an hour and a half, though? I mean, How? it normally doesn't take, like, an hour and a half, but I block off that time gotcha. just in case. That's smart. Yeah. Because nothing's worse than if you're late because exactly. it's based on your time. You know, you have mm-hmm. an hour shoot. Yeah. And people are really relying on that. <laughs> so if you're the one that's late, like, yeah, <laughs> that's not good. It sucks, though, because I'm normally always so early, and then the client <laughs> most of the time is late. late. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, waiting there for so long. I'm like, I should have left earlier, <laughs> but it's better to be earlier than late. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wake up normally around, like, 6. If I have a morning shoot, I check my email right away, like, right in when bed. I wake up. Yeah. yeah. When I'm in bed, I check my DMs because people DM me to shoot mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, so I check my emails and then I also go on my laptop, just do like very fast work before yeah. I have to leave. I normally skip breakfast if I have a morning shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I leave early and then I get on a train, <laughs> um, go to my shoots. Normally if I have a shoot day, I have multiple shoots booked in one day because I like to have like just strictly editing days and yeah. then also just shoot days it's less commuting for me yeah. and less money I have to spend on going into the city if you have a shoot day like if you don't bring food like you're spending money on food and then mm. like coffee or all those yeah. things so yeah um I try to have three shoots in one day on shoot days and then that's normally just me running around the city oh <laughs> the gosh. entire day do you account in your calendar for travel time like for how long yes. it's gonna take you yeah yeah I put everything in my google calendar yes so. <laughs> I love it yeah there's like a million colors happening I know <laughs> how do you color code I'm always curious how other people um, plan out their google so calendar. I actually have a specific color for shoots I have planned but aren't paid yet gotcha like if they didn't put the deposit down then 
I, it's like red. Yeah. <laughs> pay. <laughs> and then once they have, once they pay the deposit, I make it green. That means it's officially booked. Mm-hmm. And then I have a specific color for like my business stuff. I have like a whole task section and then I have like a personal calendar too. Oh, I have my, I'm like obsessed with my calendar. <laughs> I feel like I look at it too much and like Me I too. plan <laughs> everything on there. Yeah. And I rely on it so much that I don't even remember things anymore because I just put it in my calendar. Yeah. So if I don't put something in my calendar and I'm just supposed to memorize it, it'll come down to like an hour before and they're like, hey, like I'm on my way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I did not realize that we have this to do because it was not in my calendar. Yeah. Like it's gotten really bad. Like I have to put all my personal plans into Me my too. calendar or like yeah. I'm going to book a shoot. Exactly. <laughs> no, I put everything. Like I even have one. So I have one that's like a high level one where it has all the sh- like events or mm-hmm. like meetings with people or just like actual things that I'm doing that I cannot book anything in that time. And then I have a day by day calendar. So that is where like the night before I plan and I literally have like, okay, go to the gym from this time to this time, mm-hmm. put on makeup from this time to this time, like eat lunch from this time. So things that like I don't need to know about a week ahead of time you know but just so that I have it blocked off so I know that I'm like giving myself enough time to do things Mm -hmm. and it's actually helped a lot and it's really good at like time blocking so I'll say like okay work on my website for these like four hours so once those four hours are up I'm like okay I can do something else Mm -hmm. so I don't know it just structures your day (laughs) a lot better and I feel like when you are freelance since you are making your own schedule it's so important to yeah like really have kind of a routine or just something that's more reliable than just like your memory (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) yeah because you have to have stuff like written down yeah you need some type of structure or yeah you're just gonna end up doing random things and forget (laughs) yeah what do you think has been the best I guess like reference or the best way that you've gotten clients like how have people found you do you normally reach out to people or do they reach out to you um so when I first started I reached out to a bunch of like bloggers and influencers Mm -hmm. um and did like a lot of collaborations but Mm -hmm. now most people come to me and I get most of my clients from Instagram yeah we were talking about that (laughs) I mean that's why when you're like oh I'm working because I'm on Instagram it's like that is a legit business yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and also just referrals too so like from them seeing you on other pages or like other people word of mouth word of mouth and also people just seeing like tagged photos on Instagram. Do you have a lot more people that are bloggers and influencers or do you just have like normal quote unquote people also um, asking your businesses or who's mm-hmm. like your, who's your main client? Uh, bloggers or like yeah. influencers. Is that what you like doing the most? I do like doing that. Um, especially because they know what they're doing in front of the, yeah. the camera. <laughs> How, okay. Is it difficult posing people? If if it's a blogger, no, not at all. Normally they just do all the work and then like I'll like pop in once in a while yeah. just to like adjust and then or like to fix hair or something. Mm-hmm. But um if it's like a random person like looking for like couple photos or like yeah. lifestyle photos, I do have to help a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like so many people are like, I don't know how to pose mm-hmm. and then they're just like stiff or like hand on hip or something, you yeah. know? So you have to like move them around a yeah, lot most of my I always tell people that um just to act like themselves mm-hmm. and do what feels comfortable to them because if they're in a weird pose and like sucking in and like yeah being all stiff like you can tell I can tell and yeah. like it won't look natural in the photo so yeah. I normally have them move around a lot and then just take the actual candid shots and like make them laugh yeah no I love that 
And what advice do you have someone that is looking to quit their job to go freelance? Um, My advice would be to have a plan. Yeah. So don't just quit your job out of nowhere and just be like, oh, I'm going to do this. Completely (laughs) agree. Completely. Um, Yeah. So like when I quit, like I said before, I did all like the official paperwork for my business. I had a plan on like what my packages would be and like how I would reach my clients um and also have a backup plan too like to get a side job like just in case it doesn't work out like have the flexibility to be able to get a side job Mm -hmm. like don't be ashamed to if you need to um because if you don't want to and like something goes wrong then how are you gonna pay your bills what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) you can't just like miraculously go back to your job yeah I feel like a lot of people it's glamorized a lot quitting your job and it's really glamorized like oh my god I'm working for myself and I'm my own boss and whatever which Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie it is awesome like it is I think you can also say like it you're a lot happier than you were at your old job yeah but it's also a lot more stressful it's a lot more on you and you feel like if you don't if I feel like it's hard to kind of turn yourself off because you are your own boss and you are your own business. And so you're always working. Like mm-hmm. at midnight, if you get an email, you're probably going to respond to it if you're awake. You know, yeah. it's not like when I was at work, I mean, I got in at 9.30 or 9 a.m. or whatever. And then the second it turned five, I left and I did not even think about it until I got back in the next morning. Yeah, like, that's I, the hard part. I, I was completely on and then I was off. <laughs> but with <laughs> Now, my own stuff, I'm always on. Like, I feel like if I have time, I should be doing something. Exactly. And, like, you feel guilty if you're not being proactive. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel guilty if I'm just, like, sitting in bed watching Netflix. I'm like, wait, I could be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, like, 11 p.m. or something. But, I mean, if I'm doing, like, something even in the morning sometimes when I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, like, I'm at the gym right now. But, like, I should be doing something else. Like, mm-hmm. I should be waking up earlier to go to the gym at, like, 6 a.m. And I'm yeah. like, no, I don't need to. Like, I can – Take this time for myself. So mm-hmm. I think that's like the hardest part is turning yourself off. And also it's just really stressful. Yes. <laughs> because if you don't make money, like that I mean, you literally have nothing else. Like exactly. <laughs> so you have to find a way to make money. And I don't know, especially for I guess photography is different because you are getting paid per shoot. Mm-hmm. So while you're working, you are getting paid. But for something like YouTube, I'm not getting – or podcasting, for example. I'm not getting paid for this hour of podcasting. Mm-hmm. I'm just – I know what it's doing is helping me, like, grow my brand. Yeah. So it's more – it's not like I'm getting paid by the hour. I'm mm-hmm. just getting paid eventually for what I'm doing now, yeah. if that makes sense. So. It's also hard, like, being a photographer if you don't have a bunch of shoots lined up. Yeah, and, like, you're just doing all this work to, like, market yourself, but you're not getting paid, mm-hmm. like, while you're doing all this, like, admin work and business exactly. stuff. So it's hard with that. Exactly. It's the same exact thing. Like, you're not getting paid for that hour. You're not clocking in and being yeah. like, oh, I worked two hours today. Where's my paycheck? Like, <laughs> so I wish it worked like that. I know. Maybe I should start, like, t- paying myself, like, transferring money to my bank account. <laughs> But thank you so much for being on this podcast. And what do you want to plug? I want people to find you. And if you're ever in New York, shoot with Shelly. Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is at some Shelly Photography. And my website's somshelly.com. And 
yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it <laughs> awesome you guys should totally check her out when you guys are in new york and dm her for a shoot because she's very efficient <laughs> she's quick she's good so yeah check her out but thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you natalie that was it for the episode with Shelly. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you guys did, let me know. Be sure to follow her. And if you guys are ever in New York City and want a photo shoot, I highly recommend shooting with Shelly. I am actually shooting with her in about 20 minutes from now, maybe 10 minutes. She's normally early, so she honestly might be here soon. But let her know if you guys ever want to shoot. DM her. Follow her for inspo. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Be sure to join the private Facebook group. You guys are killing it in there. You guys are making friends. You guys are making connections. You're networking. This Facebook group is for you guys. So be sure to head on over to check that out and follow us on Instagram. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for watching. Listening. Oh my gosh. Listening. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. <laughs>